why we see the crypto space and even the NFT space just some like a male-dominated industry. We're also going into the Bitcoin halving, which is happening in April. And as you know, you know, every four years, the same amount of hash produces half the Bitcoin. Um, and so, you know, there'll be a decrease in supply. We've also seen an increase in demand from all the, you know, the Bitcoin ETFs that have been getting passed uh, just the last month. So, you know, it's always a good time to be building on Bitcoin when you have supply going down, demand going up, and, you know, a new protocol that is enabling assets to actually be inscribed directly on Bitcoin. How good or how important are ordinals for the future of Bitcoin? What's their role? If you are in the NFT space, you know that the hottest place to be is ordinals. Actually, we always talk about women underrepresented in crypto, like in traditional financial markets, but actually there are some cool female leaders in the space. And today joining me from the Ordinals community, I have Amanda Terry, co-founder and COO of MetaGod, which are the creators of OnChain Monkey, which is one of, if not, the most popular collection on Ordinals. She's also a managing partner of Actai Venture, an early stay venture capital firm. And I'm really excited to announce that Amanda is one of our supporters for the Financial Fox Ordinals collection, which is coming very soon. So you can find all the information on our Twitter and Discord. And uh, yes, it's going to be a cool collection. I'm really committed to two things. One is education on ordinals and Bitcoin. And the other thing is about female empowerment. And I want more women to be active in the community and be a founder and be leaders. And I think we need more voice to come out there to support this, which is very important, diversity and inclusion in the community. So I'm very excited about the Financial Fox Ordinal Drop and I'm so glad that Amanda is on our side as you know one of the top female leaders in Ordinals, but also in crypto. Before we get into the interview, remember that all the information on this channel and on our episode are only for informational purposes only so we don't offer any financial advice any investment decision that you make you need to do your own due diligence that's super important you are in charge and the only responsible for your decision and the investment of your money so that's super important and i'm gonna ask you a favor i know that many of you are watching our interviews so i'm gonna ask you click the subscribe button follow us on our social media join our newly launched discord there is a lot that we are building in the space and we have got an nft collection just coming out to support female empowerment and education and so many other initiatives that i'm working on with the main goal to engage with my community in a way that is not just helping us but is also helping the community and i think that's super important so you know if you are not part of the community yet join our channels 
subscribe to the YouTube and uh, you can see from the other side there is a commitment. We have been doing videos since 2017 and constantly I'm reaching out to guests that I think are great leaders that I think can share good insight and interesting insight for our viewers, for our audience, for our community. So I want you to be part of what I have been building and any suggestion, anything that you want us to do, please communicate it because it's all about engagement and that's how you really build a community. So I hope to see you there. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. Finally, you know, we have uh, more women coming to the, to the crypto industry. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Excited to talk about ordinals. Yeah, I was, um, I was having a discussion. I think it was a couple of weeks ago with Danny. And, uh, obviously we were talking about ordinals on Chain Monkey. And he said, you really should meet Amanda because, uh, you know, she's great and she's female leader in the space. So I want to know everything about your background, what you have done and, uh, why on chain monkey i think all of us are going to be interested okay yeah sure well again thank you for having me on um I'm my co-founder of metagood metagood is the company behind on chain monkey we co-founded the company uh two years ago may 2021 with bill tai who is our other co-founder and chairman um, my background is about 20 years in digital media i was part of five kind of data analytics startups that were acquired by google aol the last one by capital one um and i've also worked in kind of some larger corporates like Twitter. Although it's funny, I was looking back, like, when did I leave Twitter? It was like 2015. So it was actually quite a long time ago. Um, and I've been doing some angel investing alongside Bill Tai. Uh, Bill was the first investor in Zoom. He was an early investor in Canva, Dapper Labs, and seeded 20 publicly traded companies. And then we started a venture fund called Acti Ventures, um, where we invest in early stage, so pre-seed, seed stage startups. Um, about 50% of our capital deployed to date has been in crypto startups. Um, so yeah. That's a little bit of my background. Um, Bill connected me with Danny to start Metagood. And, you know, we're one of obviously the leading uh, innovators on Bitcoin. We launched uh, the NFT collection on-chain monkey in September 2021. It was the first 10,000 profile pick collection done in a single Ethereum transaction. So very energy efficient uh, for the blockchain. Uh, and then, you know, Danny inscribed those on Bitcoin when the Ordinals protocol came out a year ago. So the first 10,000 inscribed in inscription 2021-9 in a single inscription. Again, very efficient use of block space. And then uh, we were the first 10,000 to teleburn our Ethereum collection over to Bitcoin. Um, so a bunch of like kind of industry first and innovation. Uh, and we've also made a lot of impact as a community. And so um, we can talk a little bit more about that today. But, you know, OnChain Monkey is really all about innovation and impact. Fantastic. Tell me a bit about this overall process of, uh, you know, the move of the NFT collection from Ethereum and to Bitcoin. I guess there were, uh, you know, quite a few challenges to overcome being such a big collection. I mean, I think the biggest challenge was just educating our community community, right? Many of whom were Ethereum collectors on, uh, you know, getting an X first wallet, which is the Bitcoin wallet for holding ordinals for that collection. But, you know, in terms of the actual technical 
migration. Um, it was quite complex, but it was very seamless and easy to do from a user perspective. Um, you just had to connect your Ethereum wallet to the on-chain monkey website. You could see which monkeys were eligible to be upgraded, or you could boost them to be upgraded. Um, they needed a Bitcoin badge, a number of our on-chain monkey holders have been kind of staking their monkeys to earn um, rewards to get the Bitcoin badge. And then you're able to kind of migrate them over quite seamlessly. And for everyone who did that, they would get four inscriptions on Bitcoin. So um, it was truly an upgrade of the collection. And yeah, they were all on Block 9, 450x sats, which was the first Bitcoin ever mined by Satoshi and given to Hal Finney. So truly digital gold in terms of real estate. Love it. So how did you approach uh, uh, this education process? What kind of initiatives have you done to, you know, get all the community up to speed with a kind of like a new tech? Yeah, I mean, we spent a lot, we spent a lot of time in Twitter spaces with our community, in Discord internal chats. I mean, hats off to our incredible moderator and helper team. There's a team of people that um, were in the Discord, like answering people's questions. Um, in some cases, they got on Zoom calls for some of our bigger holders who maybe, you know, weren't as tech savvy and needed some help um, and had questions about like, you know, the wallet download or anything, any questions they had, you know, we, we did a lot of handholding. But, you know, at, at a high level, um, it was, you know, a lot of education of our community on in Discord and on Twitter spaces about the significance so, of ordinals and, and, and the benefit to moving their monkeys over. So would you say that Actually, let's take a step back. Unpack for me the benefit of moving on Bitcoin. Why Bitcoin is a better uh, is a better platform to have your own chain monkey on? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's the largest L1. It's the most secure layer one, and it's the most decentralized. So, um, you know, until a year ago, it wasn't possible until you know, the Ordinals protocol launched by Casey Rotomore to even inscribe Bitcoin or and any data directly on the Bitcoin blockchain. And uh, so this is a relatively new development. But um, I think a lot of creators are very excited about um, owning digital assets directly on Bitcoin. So a lot of Ethereum NFTs are actually just digital pointers to an IPFS system. They're not actually, you know, they're JPEGs. <laughs> they're not actually inscribed on Bitcoin. So it's pretty special to, from a digital ownership perspective, to actually own the asset on the layer one that, you know, has, is the largest, um, has the most liquidity and it's still very early days, right? So if you move over now, I mean, there are still a number of buyers that are in the largest buyers are still learning and coming into the space. So it's kind of a great opportunity to be a early adopter. Uh, and then hold that asset as as the ordinal system and ecosystem matures. We're also going into the Bitcoin halving, halving, which is happening in April. And as you know, you know, every four years, the same amount of hash produces uh, half the Bitcoin. Um, and so, you know, there'll be a decrease in supply. We've also seen an increase in demand from all the, you know, the Bitcoin ETFs that have been getting passed uh, just the past month. So, you know, it's always a good time to be building on Bitcoin when you have supply going down, demand going up, and, you know, a new protocol that is enabling assets to actually be inscribed directly on Bitcoin. I asked this question to a few guests. They, you know, they came on the show. Uh, I'm going to ask it to you as well. How good or how important are ordinals for the future of Bitcoin? What's their role? Oh, I mean, I think it's, it is crucial. Um, going into the having, um, miners need additional fees. Um, you know, since the ordinals protocol launched, 
uh, last January, there's been over 55 million inscriptions. There's been over 100 million in fees paid to miners. So just for the kind of future of Bitcoin, it's uh, this is probably the most exciting development, and it's bringing a lot of builders back to Bitcoin in a way that was you know never possible before when it was just a store of value. So I think it's crucial to the future development of Bitcoin. So if we look at the art, right, right art on chain, art on Bitcoin, and um, we look at the artists out there, I know that you are exploring collaboration with the well-known artists, uh, international artists. So tell me a bit about the interest that you are getting from them to join the ordinal movement, to get their art inscribed on Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, I think there is growing and in our view, kind of widespread recognition that the highest value digital assets will come to Bitcoin. And so if you're an artist, you want your uh, art living, you know, on the chain that, you know, is is kind of the most decentralized, most secure L1. Um, so we were very fortunate to work with Asprey Studio and the artist Ali Walker, who created, you know, a physical egg, 111 physical eggs. And then we worked with him to create their digital twin, the first their first generative art collection on Bitcoin for Asprey Studio. Um, we are launching Alexis Andre, who is a you know, very well-known, um, prolific generative artist um, who to date has been on Ethereum. Um, he did Friendship Bracelets collection with Snowfro for Art Blocks, and he's working with us to create his first collection on Bitcoin, which we'll be launching. And so we're very excited about that. Um, and, you know, there's a number of other very prominent uh, generative artists who also want to work uh, with us to help launch their first collections on Bitcoin. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of interest from artists who want to explore Bitcoin as a new medium and, you know, take advantage of the differences between kind of Bitcoin and Ethereum and are, are very excited to work with us to, to launch their collections. Fantastic. That's uh, that sounds great. So I've got a question for you. How many women are in the Un Unchained Monkey community? Oh, Hard to say, you know, we've done a couple um, holder surveys. I mean, I would say it's probably less than 10%, which is probably oh. not that different than the overall makeup of NFT holders. So we might, we're probably actually higher than I'd say a lot of collections. Um, as you look at like percentage of women that actually own NFTs. Um, but yeah, we're not, it's, you know, it's not 50 50. And I'd say generally, it's something the whole NFT space needs to work on, but I don't think there's many collections where even ones that are female creators and female art, I would say the majority are still male holders. What do you think are the barriers to that? Why we see the crypto space and even the NFT space just some like a male dominated industry? Um, you know, it's hard to say, but I mean, I think even, uh, I mean, finance, traditional finance in general tends to be still relatively male dominated. Crypto is obviously like a, a new thing. I mean, I think ordinals in particular are quite technical. Um, and I think, you know, part of our role um, in this space is to educate people and or onboard people and get them, you know, um, comfortable with crypto and NFTs. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could, I, I don't know why, you know, STEM has X percent more male interest than female. Like I, I, I can't really comment on that. But I, I do hope that, um, you know, more female creators, um, more female collectors, 
enter the space um, because it is uh, truly, you know, a, a very uh, wealth generating uh, opportunity, um, and that should be an inclusive opportunity, not one just for. Um, one gender. I love that inclusivity. So we are on a mission. We need more female artists, more female co collectors. I love that. And more female founders. That's what we want. I think there are so many women out there. Uh, for some reason, they are not, their voice is not getting heard. They are not standing out enough. They are not, you know, making, uh, you know, themselves visible. And I think we need more of that just to be a diverse community. That's so important. I've got another question that I'm going to ask you. We said that the main community of uh, probably NFT and ordinance is on Twitter and so, and obviously Discord as well. Mm -hmm. Do you think, uh, are there any other platform they are emerging they can, can drive some kind of community Community engagement for the NFT for the NFT space. Yeah, I mean, I think the majority of our comms are happening on Twitter and Discord. Um, you know, some groups leverage Telegram to get um, communications out. Um, Signal. You know, we've uh, some some especially art related platforms are using you know Instagram or you know we've even done a, newsletters on Substack. So anyone can subscribe to our email right. updates. We know we have some, you know, time poor folks that maybe are not on Twitter and Discord all the time. So, you know, when we did our migration, we want to make sure that the news got out to everyone in, in every means possible. So, you know, we were on Twitter, Discord, LinkedIn, Instagram, <laughs> newsletters. Uh, if there was a way to send smoke signals, we would have done that. But yeah, we tried to do every <clears throat> possible um, communication platform to get across. I love, I love Instagram. I think that, you know, especially for art could be an interesting platform to, to explore. And then, you know, there might be even TikTok that could be quite handy. Now I've got a question, you know, you are a VC. How hard was 2013 for you? And looking ahead to 2024, are you excited about it? Um, I mean, I'm very bullish. I think it's, you know, obviously on the Bitcoin ordinal space, um, as an investor, um, I think we saw a lot of great companies uh, being run leanly and, you know, a lot of great opportunities to invest in early stage, you know, early stage companies in the Bitcoin space. Um, I'm also the mentor of like Bitcoin Startup Lab. And, uh, you know, there's a few other uh, kind of Bitcoin startup accelerators that I mentor and I'm, you know, they're growing, they have more people applying, they're, you know, more companies kind of coming through their program and, and the ecosystem is still early. So I think that there's a lot of opportunities, you know, in the infrastructure space and DeFi in ordinals, um, you know, runes is coming out and the having, so there'll be another, um, so I think that there's a lot of, I think that there's going to be a lot of exciting um, opportunities to invest and to build. In, in when you are choosing, when you are choosing companies to invest in, what are um, the things that are most important for you? Uh, I mean, definitely it always starts with the founding team and like, that's who you're really betting on. <coughs> Excuse me. Sometimes, you know, the business model can change. Um, you also want to make sure that, you know, the market timing, what you're looking to invest in is right. You can't be too early or too late on a wave or you're not going to be able to ride that very easily. So it's kind of the team and the market timing of what they're working on. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of businesses sometimes, you know, change direction 
but and and that's you know that that's something we're not as concerned about but it's really kind of like the team and the timing of the space that they're that they're working on what, what they're working on we, we like to invest in teams that are very capital efficient you know especially at the beginning they should run leanly until they have their product market fit um, and then you know they can kind of scale and get more capital as you know they want as they've been able to prove kind of the product market fit and they're ready to to grow their business. Um, so we like to come in you know relatively early, ideally kind of the first check um, in a company. So we 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 like to invest on the earlier side. Brilliant. Going back to the female aspect, the women aspect, how VC can better support female entrepreneurs and inclusivity. Is there anything they could do to kind of change the perception and, uh, you know, the reality of the space? Yeah, I mean, we don't have like a quota or a focus on investing necessarily in female entrepreneurs. I mean, I know there's been research and I couldn't quote what the stats are, but that female entrepreneurs actually do outperform in terms of their returns. Like I don't, I, I don't have the exact stats. There's definitely been reports done on this, um, but we don't, I mean, we're, we're, when we're looking at companies, we're, we're not really looking from a gender perspective. Again, we're just kind of looking at the team and kind of the market and what they're trying to accomplish. And do they have an idea for something that is a really big total addressable market and that they have some type of competitive advantage in that space. But, uh, you know, certainly like trying to mentor more females in venture capital and more female um, founders is always, I think, important. So I, I try to help you know, anyone I can um, on, along both of those fronts. So, yeah. Fantastic. Amanda, thank you. Uh, last question. Do you have anything that you want to say to your community uh, that you are excited about uh, on Chain Monkey? Anything, you know, that is coming up? I mean, I'm, you know, we've done four portals now to kind of migrate our on Chain Monkey Genesis collection from Ethereum to Bitcoin. Um, I'm quite pleased that over, you know, 78% of those 10,000 monkeys did the migration in this last portal. Um, there is going to be an airdrop of Karma Coin um, to everyone who owns on-chain monkey assets on Bitcoin. So you can own the Genesis, you can own our OCM Dimensions. Uh, you can even, there's an allocation for Karma, which is not yet um, migrated to Bitcoin, but will soon. So I think that's pretty exciting to get the word out about that, that it's it's a good time to join the on-chain community, uh, on-chain monkey community on Bitcoin. Um, we will have a drop with Alexis Andre. I'm very excited. I'll be speaking at NFT Paris end of this month um, and uh, with Alexis uh, and uh, we'll do the drop sometime after that. And so um, that will be very exciting. I mean, it's incredible to work with this artist who, you know, is uh very well known and you know who is you know uh working with us for his first collection of bitcoin so I'm, I'm really excited about that and we haven't done a ton of marketing for that yet but that will be coming soon so be on the lookout for that i look forward you know you know seeing and learning more about the collection and yeah it's always you know congratulations for founding this and you know excited to to see you launch and finally amanda it's so great uh, you know to have you to support our collection that you know is going to be out very soon the financial fox ordinals uh, you know you're gonna have a special fox <laughs> for you, you as uh, one yeah. of the top uh, female leaders in uh, the ordinal space uh, so thank you for your support thank you appreciate it i can't wait to see it that'll be fun <laughs>